I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. All right, let's do this. So excited. Episode four, First and Pod. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Thank you for being with us. Subscribe, rate, review. Tell your friends. Pony, this is the podcast I've been waiting for. Post-game is so much more fun than pre-game, man. We get to react now to every game and every team. And uh, holy cow, what a wild week. And I stayed sober. I made sure that I didn't drink really that much today. I'm also uh, in total Chris Collinsworth mode. I've got the tea going here uh, to make sure that my voice holds up after a long day of working, which is something that he should have been doing all day. That was just brutal on Sunday night football. Something's going on there. I think he's sick. This whole, he lost his voice thing. What what was he doing the last two days? Cheering on Notre Dame, watching his kid call that crappy game on Saturday. I'm not feeling it. I I don't know. I mean, two two games in four days, red eye flights, allergy season, but like everyone was was like, Oh, you know, Chris Sims should do the game. Like, that game sucked. Like it, it was, it was befitting of Collinsworth's voice. Dallas laid such an egg in that game. Like I, they, they were like, okay, there's no Tyron Smith. They've known about that. They've known about no Michael Gallup. Like that was a Mike McCarthy yeah. special, man. Three points and punting from midfield on fourth and eight, down sixteen with eleven minutes left at home. Like. What an egg by the Cowboys. I know Tampa's defense is really good. Like, yeah. I, I bet the under. I thought it was going to be ugly. But what an unbelievable egg by Dallas's offense. Yeah, I actually put it mostly on Dak. I thought of all the times I've seen him play, this was probably one of the worst, if not the worst. And then to have him leave with that hand injury late in the fourth quarter, which I, I, they have just completely more backup quarterback. If they have to play Cooper Rush, I know he beat Minnesota on that night game last year, but I mean, he's got no pedigree whatsoever, very little starting experience. 
Danny, they were the number one offense in the NFL last year. And I've heard that, I think, five times in the last week. And it's just, it blows my mind because I didn't, A, think of them as being that type of unit last year, that elite offensively. And you see what they're running out there now. And they're like, just a team. You know, CeeDee Lamb, I think, only had two or three catches tonight. Honestly, Elliott played better than I thought he would. He averaged over five yards a carry. So if you would have told me, I know you like the under, if you had told me pregame that Tampa Bay was going to have 19 points, uh, I would have bet Dallas. I would have thought they would have found a way to score more than 20 points. Brady did not have a great game. His arm strength looked there. Godwin got hurt again. Fournette was probably the star offensively for Dallas. So much for all the uh, talk of him putting on so many LBs this offseason. I thought he was tremendous for them. Yeah, I thought Fournette was amazing, and I thought Julio looked great. Yeah, he did. That catch down the sideline late in the end of the first half was incredible. You're right. When he hauled that in. What what, what, are they all on TB12? (laughs) Like, what's going on? I mean, Godwin got hurt again, but before that, he looked like he was perfectly healthy. And it had been six months since an ACL injury or whatever it was. So, like, I don't know what the rehab plan is down in Tampa, but is Tampa the best team in the NFC? Like, I know this is like week one overreactions here. But well, look at what happened to the other uh, contenders. Green Bay lost to Minnesota. Uh, San Francisco lost to your team, the Bears. Uh, Philly looked good for about three and a half quarters. Then Detroit made an interesting late. Uh, Minnesota, Rams, the Rams, got, yeah. So Arizona getting blasted at home by Kansas City. So as of this moment, hell yeah, Tampa Bay looks like the best team in the NFC. No argument here. With a 45-year-old quarterback, that is that is unbelievable. All right, so we promised to give you reaction from week one, every game, every team. We'll do this roughly in order of what we think the significance is yep. of the game or the newsworthiness of it. Your squad, man, basically gets to lead the show here. <laughs> they win an insane game. Yep. I still can't wrap my mind around how it happened. But from start to finish, the Steelers were the story of the day. Jay Glazer goes on Fox and says it's Mitch Trubisky's team. Tomlin's plan is for your dude, Kenny Pickett, to sit the whole season. Then TJ Watt looks like the defensive player of the year runaway, but then says he tears his pack and he might have. But then they win the divisional game in overtime with all of the missed kicks and the bungled clock management. Was this a good day or a bad day for the Steelers, which is an insane question given that they won the game? No, it's not because it feels here and it's felt all day and night for me like they won the battle and lost the war. That's a, yeah. If it's a torn peck, Hayward missed an entire year because of a torn peck. JJ missed a couple of months with a torn peck, but it was not like a, you know, it was not fully torn off the bone. But TJ's reaction when he went to the sideline was like, I, I know it's bad. Um Danny, he single-handedly won games for them last year. He had 22 and a half sacks. They don't beat they beat Baltimore at home because he broke up a two-point try at the end of the game. They beat Seattle on a Sunday night with Geno Smith because he got a forced fumble sack that set him up with a short field. I mean, he was he came through with plays that I thought made him a worthy winner over Aaron Donald last year. And if he's gone, I mean, you you saw what happened. He made two great plays in overtime. He made a th- he made a throw to Deontay Johnson where the guy went up like Odell Beckham Jr. made a one hand, and then Boswell missed the field goal. 
And then he made kind of a run around and just heave it play to Fryermuth that got that last field goal drive going. So uh, I don't think he answered any questions long-term about his ability to do the job. Uh, their defense looked amazing where they sacked Burrow seven times and forced five turnovers. But if the linchpin of that unit's gone, the whole the whole formula, Danny, is that they've got to win with defense this year and be your 2018 Bears when Trubisky made the playoffs on a good team. That's what, right. And I don't see how you do that if T.J. Watt is out long-term. Yeah, I mean, that Bears team led the NFL in takeaways with 36. So, yeah, if, if, if T.J. Watt has a serious injury, which it obviously looks like he does. But also, man, for Cincy, my God, like self-inflicted wounds. I, I know some of them were takeaways, but just like they try to upgrade their offensive line. It's not working. He's under Well, they pressure. didn't play together. They didn't play together. They put a, they had a rookie fourth-round pick left guard who got destroyed by Hayward. Lyle Collins wasn't healthy, and he had to go up against Watt at probably 50% for most of the game. But can Zach Taylor get a clock? T. Manager? Higgins got hurt. Yeah, I know T. T. Higgins got hurt. That's big. But can, can they have a clock management consultant? What the hell are they doing with the Jamar Chase touchdown that wasn't? taking their own – rushing to get a snap off when he probably scores a touchdown. And then later on in the game, that, that game should have – that should have been a tie or a win. They should have been kicking a field goal he, with, with zeros on the clock. No doubt. He rushed a third – they brought out the field goal unit on third down for the 29-yarder with the idea that if something goes wrong, you don't have to kick here. And then because they had the backup long snapper in the game – Something did go wrong, and they still went through with the operation. Right. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, he, he, it, it, it's it's one of those things where, like, if it was baseball, we'd be like, oh, it was a game that the manager blew, but it's one of 162. This is the NFL. Right. It's, it's a home game against a division team. you got to win those if you're the defending champ. 100%. Yeah, you're the defending champ. You're up. You're a six and a half point favorite. Like, like that. That is just a game that absolutely could be the difference between winning the North and being a wild card, or being a wild card and missing the playoffs at the end of the year. Like that. That game was. That game was just absolutely massive in every direction. I, I couldn't believe you. You had fifty hours of content off that <laughs> game for, for, um, for your show on the fan. How about? See, you were much higher on the Chiefs than I was. And so I will uh, I commend you, I guess, because you were trying to tell me on the AFC preview that they were going to, you know, still be the best. Well, you like the Chargers, but I, I like the, I, th- I think the Chargers and the Chiefs could be in the AFC Championship game. Like, you know what I mean? I, th- I think I think the Chargers roster is a little bit better, but the Chiefs have the coach and the quarterback. I, 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 I was just so amused by the fact that Mahomes seemed to revel in what he was doing today without Hill. Like he yeah. he went Michael Jordan pretend chip on the shoulder route in that game when he's bragging about four touchdown passes and rubbing Kingsbury and the Cardinals sideline in it. You know, he's talking about after the game about how he's just a kid from Texas Tech. I actually think he took the Hill leaving thing personally. Now, I don't think that's only why he played well. I don't think that's the biggest reason why, but it's just interesting that a guy that's already accomplished so much went into this game like he had something to prove today, Danny. Oh, yeah. I mean, so he it, – it's it's under-talked about. Uh, give you a cross-sport comparison. 
It's like Steph Curry. Oh, he's so cute. He's a nice guy. He's like the biggest trash talker in the NBA. <laughs> you, like, and it doesn't matter how much you accomplish. Draymond Green can still recite from memory the 34 dudes who were drafted in front of him. Yeah. You remember the you remember the game at Soldier Field when Mahomes uh had the touchdown and blew out the Bears uh what two years ago, and then he ran to the sideline and he was counting to 10. He hadn't said shit about being mad that the Bears had passed on. Yep. And then he scored that touchdown and he was like, Oh yeah, it was the 10th pick in the draft. Like he he is absolutely that dude. And I think the biggest reason is because Reed and Mahomes are the perfect coach quarterback combo for the 21st century NFL. Mahomes is an all-time talent and Arizona is a dumpster fire, but even I didn't see this man. The the stats the Chiefs ran 66 plays and had, and they, there were 33 first downs. Yeah, the game wasn't even as close as the final score indicates. It was probably the biggest it was the biggest blowout of the day in my opinion. Yeah. Um and, and one more thing, like Arizona, what are they doing? Like coaching wise, like it, it was, it was on film last year, rush three, drop eight, make Mahomes be patient because sometimes he gets impatient and is in love with the big play in his arm. They blitzed him. Next gen stats had this more than he had been blitzed in any game in his career. They blitzed him 54% of the time. He threw four touchdowns against the Blitz. That's the worst defensive game plan you could possibly have. Like, what the hell are they doing? It made yeah, no they didn't sense. Have, I think they figured that with Watt inactive and Jones gone, that was the only way they were going to get pressure. But you, you but they just, should, I, I know. Like, like, like shorten the game like try to like increase the variance make him have 15 play drives down the field he's he's amazing like what, yep. are, you, what, are, you, what are you doing it, kelsey doesn't age he was awesome, awesome. he's now mahomes, mahomes now five and oh 18 touchdowns and zero interceptions in week one games crazy that, uh how about the flip side of it aaron Rodgers. Yeah. now this is one i got right i liked minnesota now i didn't pick them in this game but I was trying to tell you that I think Minnesota is for real. And Ro- Ro- I like I like the pissed off, Ro- I like the frustrated Rodgers when we get him and nothing's working. And he knows that all the cameras are on him and he still doesn't give an F. You yeah. I mean? yeah. Just- well, he was like, he, you know, the, the reporters during the week were like, you know, it's gonna you gotta have, you're gonna have to have some patience with like Dobbs and Watson. He's like, no, there's no patience. Like, like they, they they have to perform. And Watson just burns Peterson. Would have been a touchdown for and his he dropped heart. it, and he dropped it. Would have been the first catch of his career. Who would have would have been that a set the tone for the whole game. And it also, I mean, it must have been a three hour reminder of how good he had it with Adams the last couple of years watching Jefferson just set that. Well, I think it's a record for first half. Receiving yards or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, At least Jefferson, in Minnesota. I think, you know, it was one of my bold predictions from before the year uh, that Jefferson is going to set the single-season receiving yards number. It's Megatron with 1964. Uh, Cup came close last year with, like, 1940 or something like that. Obviously, it's 17 games, so it would have to be adjusted on a per-game basis. But yeah. Jefferson in the new offense is everything that everybody said he was going to be. But – my guys over at Bet Rivers still have Packers as the favorite in the North. 
And I, I know they, I know the game's in Minnesota, and I know they lost week one last year, but I would have changed it. I would have changed it. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would I, I would I would have made it even money. I I, I would have made them both like plus one twenty, something like that. Yeah, I mean, I, it, it it looked to me like if you were coming up with recent, like if you wanted to see a game that legitimized the thought that Green Bay is still a good team but not a great team because of the Adams and Smith going to Minnesota too, so they take one of their best defensive players over. Yeah. I thought O'Connell, Danny, he moved he moved Jefferson around. So Alexander couldn't stay on the whole game. That's better coaching right there. I'm not sure that would have happened last year with Zimmer. No, that's the whole point. That's the whole point of the the hype for Jefferson is that Cup was you know the most in motion receiver in the NFL last yep. year, and Jefferson was like the 33rd most in motion receiver in the NFL. So like he's going to be top five in terms of pre snap movement to get him in mismatches. Like that's that's like the whole reason for the hype, and. It was it worked. Uh, our guy Spencer, our producer, says Justin Jefferson is on pace for thirty one hundred twenty eight receiving yards and thirty four touchdowns. Hmm. That would be a record for both. Yes, in case anyone was wondering <laughs> where that would rank in the all time so, annals. Okay, so let's stay in the NFC North with a game that I definitely got wrong, but this morning was talking about how. The it was like a biblical downpour. It was like some Noah's Ark type stuff. Were they doing that on purpose there with like the field and the way that they like drew the lines at Soldier Field? Like, are they just jaking this to try to get the new stadium? Like, are they intentionally trying to make it as bad as it possibly can be? The lines were crooked, but then they got fixed before the game. But like Soldier Field always takes crap for their – See, uh, sodding issues, but then now it's Bermuda grass for the first time ever. Dude, I drove down to do TV this morning. There were cars like Chrysler 300s, like real, like not little Priuses that got stuck in flash flooding, like submerged water. It, the city, so like everyone's crapping on Soldier Field, and nine times out of 10, it deserves it. Yeah. The city was underwater. We got pounded with rain in like a very short period of time. Um, I actually think it gives Lanson out. I think that that Shanahan, you know, can write this off to just an unusual weather game. And that explains how poorly Lance played. He threw a bad interception late. He was under 200 passing yards. Their offense really never got going. Samuel's numbers were decent, but don't blow you away. I know Mitchell got hurt. Uh, Fields outplayed him. I mean, simply put, especially in the second half. But I think that's how they get around the Garoppolo stuff is that the weather was such a pain in the ass. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't extrapolate anything if I was the Niners. But what I will say is the vibes have carried over for the Bears from the preseason. Like, they love it. Like, there's... Ryan Poles, the new GM, is like sprinting onto the field after the game in a downpour yep. in a nice tailored Armani suit. Justin Fields giving Matt Eberflus and Ryan Poles the game ball in the locker room after the game. The whole team doing the slip and slide. Like, like I told you uh, last week or on the NFC pod, they're, they're not talented, but they're not going to be the worst team in the NFL. They just they have some buy-in to them. 
You know, they 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 are they are going to get the new coach bump. And hell, they were a seven point underdog today against the Niners, who have Super Bowl aspirations. And again, weird weather game. But I think it's much more likely that yeah. the Bears now win seven or eight games and are just like that prickly, annoying team to play than it is that they win three or four games and are in uh, contention for a top five pick. So let's talk about a game that was terrible, frankly. <laughs> okay. But there's but, an introduction. <laughs> but fascinating as hell at the end. Your fandom team, the New York football giants, Brian Dable, with over a minute left, goes for two. Everyone was saying he went for two and the win. No, no, no. It's go for two in the win if there's less than like 30 seconds, 20 seconds left, and it's just like a kickoff and a Hail Mary. There's over a minute left. Yep. Do you think New York is just now all in on Dable, even though that was no. an ugly game because of that decision? Well, I, I that's a ballsy I, decision, man, in your first I know. game. Well, and then and then Bullock missed the field goal, which in the end is really what decides the game for Tennessee. I know. I know. Uh, I, I think the reason why there's going to be, uh, you know, an, an overly optimistic uh, reaction to this game, even in New York, is because of how good Barkley played. He looked great. I, I think that that is that's what their season is going to hinge on. What can this guy do in his fifth year uh, after two injury plagued seasons where he hasn't looked like the player that was picked second overall and that they. Know, was awesome his rookie year. He averaged Danny rushing the ball. He averaged over nine yards a carry. I mean, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. That that's like a college statistic against an NFL team, which supposedly the Titans have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. They sacked Burrow nine times last year and the Giants offensive line stinks and Barkley's out there running the ball almost 10 yards a clip. That's ridiculous. You're going to find right about Tennessee. Henry didn't look good today. He was under four yards per carry. They're not a good football team. No, I, I they, they, honestly, they are more a, than anything, it's my biggest takeaway. They're not going to be good. They're going to win seven or eight games, just like your bears. Yeah, no, the, 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 the Titans are a fade. Like they, they were a fade today. I had them in my picks pool. Um, they're less than a, I don't understand. I uh, just like to do a quick look ahead. They're in Buffalo on Monday night football for the bills home opener coming off that showing against the Rams. And that number is less than 10. That is a huge mistake. <laughs> the, the, the Bills are going to win that game by 30 points. Like that, that, That's what that it is, feels like. 
Yeah, so I, I'm with you on, on Tennessee. I'm with you on Saquon. This stat blew my mind. This is the first time the Giants have had a winning record since 2016. Yeah, since that they lost amazing. the playoff game to the Packers at Lambeau. I know. <laughs> that is an amazing statistic. And when they were losing in the first half, I was thinking, my God, New York Sports Radio tomorrow. Yeah. They're With the Jets, they're just going to probably talk like the Yankees or something because it's just the same old, same old. Just yeah. completely irrelevant uh, losing football teams. Uh, the tie game, we still have ties in the NFL. This was a strange one, Danny, because the Colts were the biggest favorite on the card today. They were getting blown out. And then like a light switch went on for the Colts in the fourth quarter. They finished with over 500 total yards and they couldn't beat on paper probably the worst team in the entire NFL today. Uh, I know that there are some teams that are considered to be really good that lost outright, either on Thursday with the Rams or, um, you know, the way the Cardinals went down, the 49ers, a sexy pick. But Bengals. Yeah, the Bengals. But I, mean, I, I don't understand how the Colts didn't win. That honestly, I think I might have changed my mind on them more than any other team today. How do you not win that game? It it was baffling. I mean, it's a oh, just a bloodbath of a survivor pool day. By the way, well, but, I learned that that's not a loss in a survivor league. A tie. Yes, it is. Really, it is in the real ones. Oh, okay. Well, I must know some Fakakta Fugazi ones that say ties are just. It is like in the, in the circle one. You like technically in, in the, didn't lose. No, 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 no. In the in the in the in the in like the big Vegas pools, like in the circus survivor, they got to win with the six million guarantee. Yeah, you got you got to win. It's okay. uh, yeah, it's absolutely a loss. Um, so like <laughs> five hundred seventeen yards of offense. I went back and I was like, I was trying to figure it out. Alec Pierce, their second round pick, dropped a easy touchdown. Matt Ryan fumbled a perfect snap. I saw they that. Missed, they missed a field goal, and he threw a pick. Houston only had 299 yards of offense. They had nine and a half minutes less of time of possession, only had one fumbled loss, so they won the turnover battle. It makes no sense how it happened, but just four or five huge back-breaking mistakes at the worst possible moment for for Indy, I mean, I think the saving grace for them is the division, right? Like we'll talk about you know Jacksonville as we go here, but like yeah. the reason I, I think the reason I'm not going to change my tune completely on them is because you have over 500 yards of offense. Maybe that's just a fluky game. Matt Ryan's not going to fumble snaps, and Alec Pierce isn't going to drop uncontested touchdowns. You know, I I, th- I think it was more fluky than awful and they were just kind of a slow starting well yeah I mean the analytics people would tell you that I mean they've got I mean you have you get 352 from Ryan 161 from Taylor and 121 from Pittman you're not supposed to tie the game you're supposed to win by three touchdowns correct against the Texans so yeah Um, I'm not I'm not overreacting but but I also think they got a they got a huge break because you know Lovey decided that he wanted to give the ball to Rex Burkhead more than Damian Pierce today, which if I'm on the air in Houston Monday, that's the biggest, in in addition to blowing a two touchdown lead, I'm like, we had this guy who looked like an absolute beast in the preseason. 
and we've got some old bald guy that we're giving the ball to 14 <laughs> times the second half. I mean, what is that? I, I have no idea. I, I have no explanation whatsoever. Uh, this game, this week one was so damn good, okay, that we're now on our eighth game on yep. this pod. And we got to the game on the preview pod for week one that I said was my favorite game. Chargers Raiders, AFC West, most hyped division that we've seen in a long time. A matchup there. Chargers get their revenge for week 17 from last year when the Raiders eliminated them from the playoffs. They covered the three and a half. But what takeaways did you have from a division that's just going to be a blood? I got two big ones. I think for their next game, again, it's a short week against the Chiefs. The fact that, yeah, the fact that Keenan Allen left in the first half and didn't come back. I think that has huge ramifications, especially given the way Kansas City's offense looked. So that's kind of one of those Pyrrhic victories where it's like, yeah, we won, but we might have lost a guy we need for this game with a short turnaround. And then I thought that when we talked on uh, when we talked on Thursday about this game, I said, I feel like it might resemble the Rams-Bills game because I just don't think the Raiders can protect Carr against Mack and Bosa. And sure enough, they had six sacks. Mack had three in his debut and Carr threw three interceptions. And that's what the Raiders are going to have to figure out. They're going to have to coach around just like the Bengals did last year. They're going to have to scheme around their offensive line, Danny. That's why you pay Josh McDaniels the big bucks. That's why you traded for Adams. You can't have a perfect team unless you're the Chargers in the salary cap era. So they got to scheme around that because their offensive line is not good. It's bad. Yeah, so that was one of my big ones as well. Khalil Mack was just an absolute monster. Like, imagine the Chargers with another all-pro corner with J.C. Jackson. Right, and Adams went for 141, so he was missed in that regard. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they – because the Chargers just always seems like they're cursed. This J.C. Jackson before the game, Keenan Allen during the game, missed another kick, almost lost the backdoor <laughs> uh, cover, almost blew the game. Raiders had the ball late. You know what I mean? Like, they, yep. they easily could have lost with everything seemingly – going for him and then another Raiders thing man and this is maybe more of just like a fantasy or a prop betting observation Hunter Renfro he's gonna take a step back yep car 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 goes to his number one guy all the time 17 targets yep I can't blame him for that though well no of course I mean Adams is a top three receiver in football but like you you would think like oh maybe it's gonna take a little bit of time for them to gel he targeted him 17 times. Hunter Renfro had six. Like, that's that's just, like, that's something statistically, I, I think, to file away for that game. And obviously, in a division that's going to be so hotly contested, you can't make all of those mistakes with the three picks and, and expect to win uh, a division game. So here's another division game in the AFC. Certainly not as aesthetically pleasing. Uh, Patriots, Dolphins. Mike McDaniel gets his first win as a head coach against Bill Belichick. That has to feel pretty good. But holy cow, New England's offense was ugly. I want to start with them. How ugly could this get? Like, what what do you what do you envision as a floor or a worst case scenario for the Patriots this year? Four or five wins. Yeah, four or five that wins. Offense was bad, man. Yep, it was. Yeah, you know, worst fears realized because of the 
Patricia's going to call the plays. Belichick's going to have heavy influence. Who's really in charge? You know, the whole mystery of the way New England does things, which they got away with with Brady when they were winning. Well, that's that's Belichick. Everything is a secret. He doesn't share anything. You know, the media thinks, the outside world thinks it's worse than it really is. Uh, no, they they don't have they don't have playmakers. They don't have skill guys that scare anybody. They have very few players on the defensive side of the ball that you would say are freaks or game plan wreckers. Uh, they used to get around that with elite quarterback play and expert coaching. And Jones is not that. He did not play well before he suffered that back injury. And I don't know what the hell Belichick's doing with his coaching staff. So I think I think what we saw today could actually be a harbinger of hard times for the Patriots. They always suck in Miami. He's now 9-14 and 14 there as a Patriots coach outright in Miami, Danny. And they've had a lot of bad teams there during those years. They're 6-8 and eight in their last 14 division games. 6-8. and eight. And they've lost four in a row to Miami. Yeah, and four of those six wins are against the Jets. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you're talking about the record with Miami and then the Bills have gotten good, but the, the it's, they are, the, the Patriots are not scary in any way right now. I, I assume that they will have some fairly well-coached defensive games that'll muck it up. Maybe they're a team to just watch for unders. Like if they have, if they face a good offense, maybe they'll under uh, have them below like their season averages. But the Patriots offense is going to get shut out multiple times this year. They are a tough watch. One Miami point. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Tyreek Hill looked like he was still vintage. 12 targets, 8 catches. Turned an interception into a long catch, ripped the ball away from a defensive back. That was a big play. And then Jalen Waddell, yards after the catch. I mean, Tua just lacks the explosive arm talent. But I wonder, man, how how far down the list are they already for best wide receiver duo in the NFL? Like, you put Chase and Higgins over them. You'd probably put Jefferson and Thielen just because of how good Jefferson is. 
I wouldn't. You wouldn't, right? Like, are, is it the second best wide receiver duo in the NFL? I put, I put, Jalen Waddle's awesome. I mean, you've got Evans, Godwin, Allen, Williams. Um, they're better than Allen Williams, I think. I would agree. Yeah, I think I I, I think there's a case Renfro Adam. Yeah, I think you could make the argument that they're the second best. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Well, it's just it's just crazy because it's their first game together. That's why I picked them to win the division. I've got Miami one and I've got Buffalo two. I think there's a very, I think there's a very firm line between the pretenders and contenders in that thing. Two at the top and two at the bottom. Yeah, I can't I can't get there with you. Uh, over Buffalo, Buffalo looked pretty complete. Um, all right, so this game was bananas. Such a great week one, man. Just a wild week one. Saints erase a 16-point deficit, largest in franchise history, beat Atlanta. But Falcons were way more competitive than many of us gave credit to, though you thought that they would have a bit of a pulse this year, so kudos to you. And then probably the soundbite of week one, Falcons head coach Arthur Smith, very mad at us in the media. Let's uh, let's listen here. You guys wrote our obituary uh, back in, in May. And you'll continue to write our obituary. Who cares? Because we got 16 games, and if we don't learn from this and get better, and we got to go go play LA. They got a three game, uh, three day jump on us. So we'll, we'll watch the tape. We'll look for corrections, and then we got to get get going on the Rams. So write whatever y'all want. The same guys that you guys ranked as 45th. You buried us in May. Bury us again. We don't care. We'll get back to work. Thank you. What a great line! D- did we bury him prematurely? Are, are they going to be a team? Bury them? Who? No one's paid attention to him. I, I'm not sensing any Falcon slander. That's an easy home market. They care more about college football down there. The Braves won the Super, won the World Series last fall. That's not like Philadelphia or Boston or Chicago where you are. It's not New York. It's not one of those places. That that guy sounds. He looks like a coach Arthur Smith. That's a guy who. His best place, his ideal spot is offensive coordinator. That's a man right there. He sounds like a guy that has a shelf life of two or three years as a head coach at that. He doesn't strike me as a guy. I'm like, you know what? That was well inspired. That was justified. That's a guy. The players are going to hear that. Now Kyle Pitts and Drake London are going to rally around this guy for their next game. I don't sense that at all. Arthur Smith. I, we'll we'll see it. I think he's playing the nobody believed in us card a little early. That was my takeaway. Like, man, you're pulling out that card in week one because, buddy, you got to fly to LA, right? It, the, that game's in LA, right? No, nope. I think it is. I think yeah. that game's in. Uh, and yeah, you're right. The Rams have a few days head start on you. You're about to be zero two real quick. So like, what's the what's the rallying cry going to be after that loss? So like, I I thought that they- I think Arthur Smith's got a great gig. There's no pressure on him. He's a his dad's a billionaire. I mean, I there's really no. It's not like if the Falcons go four and thirteen this year, there's the expectation that he's going to get fired. They're trying to figure out who their next quarterback's going to be, and he and he's supposed to be a good offensive coach. I'd want to lose games right now. Do you think fantasy owners prop bet people again? This is one of the more jarring box scores to me of the day. 
two catches on seven targets for 19 yards for Kyle Pitts. That doesn't make sense. He had one touchdown last year. Yeah, and there was no running backs healthy. They didn't they didn't dress the um their draft pick. What's his name? Algier. Yeah. So it was all Patterson. He actually had a good game, went for 120 yards. He's amazing. But yeah, Pitts had I think Pitts in most people's minds was the third tight end going into this year behind Kelsey and Andrews. And when you get picked in the top five, you better be productive. Quarterback change, but he should be their number one target on every play. So yeah, I, I was just wondering if it was like a chemistry thing with Mariota. Like, you know, I didn't wasn't able to watch every snap, but that that one was just jarring and it'll be something to watch. As for the Saints, man, Michael Thomas backing up that talk. He said he was going to be better than the year that he led the league in catches. And he had two touchdowns in the second half. Well, yeah, I don't think he had an overall great game. I don't I don't think he had a catch in the first half, actually. He didn't. But when they needed him late, he was there in the red zone uh for Jameis. So and Landry had a 50-yard catch, too, which helped them. So their wide receivers, you know, Jameis. When I when I saw the score at halftime, I thought this doesn't really shock me because Jameis can giveth and Jameis can taketh. And you got the full Jameis experience in this game. Rotten for about 30 minutes and then pretty good in the fourth quarter when they needed him, Danny. Yeah. Um, I mean, Taysom Hill was vulturing stuff from Kamara. Olave's yeah. out there. They, they, they got they got a lot of weapons, man. You know what was team. the worst beat today was if you had Philadelphia like I did, minus three and a half. Oh, oh God, my God, was that a backbreaker. You're up the whole game, 17 in the fourth quarter, and here they come, biting kneecaps, <laughs> getting themselves – down three, they lose by three. So then everybody looks at the box score, and all the NFL media has the same reaction to the Lions. Man, they play all sixty minutes. Yeah, exactly. Team. Exactly. <laughs> and I and, and hand up, buddy. <laughs> Lump me in with the masses on that one. I was like, damn, they played hard. Yeah, they came back. This, I, I, I still feel good about my over six and a half blood bank guarantee from before the year. They're gonna beat up on that weak ass schedule. Um, DeAndre Swift looked good. They ran the hell out of the ball. Like I was, I was pretty impressed with with, with the Lions. They're not going to be awful. As I, I, I still, I, I maybe it's you know confirmation bias, but the Lions are not going to be awful. The Eagles' offense, man, scoring thirty five points. And I know they had the pick six with four rushing touchdowns, and your quarterback not throwing for a touchdown. That's just hard to do in twenty twenty two football. So. I think the Eagles are – we talked about how, like, wow, Dallas was the number one offense in the NFL last year. They averaged over 31 points per game. Mm-hmm. Uh, A.J. Brown is exactly what they didn't have. Just a red zone monster, a third down monster, like requires, a you know, either a number one corner to shadow or safety help over the top, like a true number one receiver yep. plus their running game. I, I think they've got a sneaky shot to lead the NFL in scoring this year. I, I don't disagree with that. 155 from Brown and Hurts over 300. All right, how about my sleeper bowl, Danny? Jacksonville yeah. and Washington. Carson Wentz, this is the first time he's thrown four touchdowns in a game since he tore his ACL, and he did it against the team that knocked him out of the playoffs in week in last year. And he did it against the coach who he feuded with and got into a spat with in Philly. So a little 
not necessarily, I don't think it's going to happen. I'm not now going to crown Carson Wentz as an upper echelon starter, but he got a little payback today, Danny. I thought I was very interceptions on back-to-back plays. And I thought, here we go. Here comes Sam Howell or Tyler Heineke into this game or next week, even. Yeah, I was, I was impressed. I, I, this was one of those games where like, I know neither, neither of these teams is good. I know you picked both of them to like be the last seed in their respective conferences in the playoffs, but like they clearly are flawed teams with fairly low ceilings. Um, But I felt like both teams could come out of it feeling pretty good about themselves. Wentz for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned. And there's more weapons on the team. He completed passes to eight different guys. Curtis Samuel yeah. had 11 targets. Warren uh, caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, the, the 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 rookie, Dotson, had two touchdown catches. Yep. Gibson, First round pick. G- Gibson was great in the passing game. Like, like Wentz seemed to have a rapport with – plus Logan Thomas with, like, the top five pass catchers – on the roster already. So that just felt very good for Washington in terms of watchability, if nothing else. And then Jacksonville, they easily could have won the game. Wheel route on the first drive to Travis Etienne. Missed him. Missed him. Would have been a walk-in touchdown. And then a few drives later, dump off to Etienne, hits him right in the hands, and he drops it. I know. That's two touchdowns uh, for the guys who were drafted together out of college that should have the best rapport. I know ETN's coming off the injury, but like uh, there's abs. You play that game 10 times, Jacksonville wins five of them. Like, I'll say this. Evenly matched teams. I, I think that Lawrence, I'm, I'm giving him a long leash as far as look when I expect him to like find greatness. But I do at some point here soon – want to actually see him put together a really good game because I still don't think he's done it yet Danny I still don't think he's ha- and we can make every excuse in the book for him yeah but he still has not had as a pro a great game he came through clutch against the Colts that last game of the year but he has not had a game that has made anyone yet feel or think like wow like, wow, like rating on a curve or he made the most out of a horrible situation. No, like objectively go out there at some point soon, Trevor Lawrence, and have a great football game. I agree. I agree. I mean, obviously last year most people are just giving him as an asterisk because of Urban Meyer. And so now it's kind of like the beginning of it. But I, I I think it'll happen. I think he's too physically talented for it not to. Uh, I, I You're lucky we're putting this towards the end of the pod. You, you sang on our pod, sang on Twitter – the Jets were your upset special. I know you just like to say ridiculous things to be a contrarian. No, I meant that. I meant that. Okay. Well, well, def- defend defend your pick because that was the most popular. I don't think the pick. Jets. I don't think the Jets. De- I, I like them in the game because I thought the Jets defense was going to play well. And they pretty much did. I mean, they held Jackson only had 17 rushing yards. And as a team, they, they had, had 63 rushing. They had six. I know they had 63 rushing um, yards. The reason yeah. why they won the game is because the Jets' offense is incompetent. As long as <laughs> yeah. Joe Flacco is their quarterback, and it probably will still be once Zach Wilson gets there. That's the Jets' problem to me. Well, that's a problem, Pony. Scoring no, I, points in the NFL. No, 
yes. care how good your defense is. It's like, you know, you can only like holding a team to 24 I, points. is like, a I know, good job. You, I know. I did not, I did not think the Jets offense was, that was my, that was where I missed this one. I did not think that they were going to be this bad. Brees Hall had a fumble. I thought he was going to have a big day. They keep drafting these wide receivers. Is somebody going to step up there for them? Elijah Moore. Uh, Mims didn't even dress today. He was a healthy scratch. So yeah, it, no, I, the the Jets offense is is putrid. I couldn't believe that you liked that um, conspiracy theory, though. You said that the Lamar contract, if it didn't get done, was going to be a thing. You know, he's got the exclusive tag now likely coming in his back pocket to negotiate off of. Like, I think he's going the Kirk Cousins route and just betting on himself. And I respect the hell out of it. Only six rush attempts for Lamar. Yes. Gun shy or Jets or Jets? I thought so. No, I thought so. Okay. No, I I, I thought he wanted to play more from the pocket today. But, you know, maybe he's thinking if I'm going to put my body in the line, it's not against the Jets. I don't need to do right. it against Josh the Allen. Didn't have a lot of designed runs on Week One either, right? Yeah, S- save it for the big games. Save it for the games at times where we really need it. But I think that that's like a fun little thing for us uh, to track. Well, you in the Baker Bowl, the Baker Bowl came down to that Cade York making a 58 yard field goal. The rookie they picked in the fourth round in Cleveland to win it. Yeah. Uh, you've been all over Nick Chubb. He had 141 rushing yards in that game. Hunt had two touchdowns. You said Chubb was going to lead the league in rushing, and he did it even with Hunt still on the roster for 141. Did he lead all rushers today? I think he may have. No, no? Taylor. Taylor. Taylor at 161. That's right. Okay, yeah. so maybe second. Yeah, um, and, and, and I don't I don't know what Saquon finished with because he had the he had the big one late. So yeah, right. 164 for Saquon because he had the big one. Late. Well, either way, you're right there, Danny. I mean, no, you're I, off to a fantastic me. start with him, and Brissett did nothing. He was just a kid. Caretaker of the offense, and it worked today because Carolina's offense, uh, they couldn't open up holes from McCaffrey. McCaffrey did not look 3.3 yards per carry. I mean, of all these running backs looking for bounce back seasons, he's a big fantasy pick, top five pick. He had a very quiet afternoon. Yeah, he did. Um, I I found this game to be very uninteresting. Um <laughs> Like, honestly, like, I just, I, I couldn't, I, I was like, all right. Everyone was talking about Baker. I was, I don't know. When he threw that 75 yard touchdown pass, I found that at that point, very, very entertaining that, to Anderson. Cause like, okay, they might do nice, this. Yeah. Well, right. But it, it would have been better if they took, if they took the lead. Like, you know what I mean? Like this, I feel like the celebration would have been bigger. No, I mean, I was, listen, I was thrilled about Chubb. I have him at 11 to one, like you said, to lead the league in rushing, but Great day for for running backs. I think their whole offense is going to go through him. I still think Matt Rule is terrible. I still don't think either of these teams, you know, win seven games. I thought it was fairly uninspiring football. Uh, but there will be, you know, if if McCaffrey is not special, then Carolina and Baker is going to be in trouble for for a long time. And I don't think Cleveland's going to win a lot of games with Brissett throwing thirty four times. No. For 147 yards. Yeah. No, Do the they, math on that. That's like less than five yards of completion. That's all dink. There's not even any dunk there. It's just it's just nothing. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was and and you mentioned the kick. I mean, it was it was a weird special teams day. Just 
all, all over the NFL. Tons of missed kicks. Uh, quickly, Monday Night Football. Yep. Russ get his revenge. You going to cook? No, I think they lose. You're going to bet the money line or are you just Yeah, I think it? I am. No, I think I'm going to take Seattle. Okay, so you're betting the less talented roster with the less talented quarterback. Why? Well, I don't think other than the quarterbacks, I don't think the disparity or the gap between the two rosters is is as big as people are making it out to be. To be quite honest with you. Yeah. I uh I don't know. I don't think Walker is going to play. I I think that that we said this in the AFC pod. Denver has a lot of variance because we don't know if last year's Russ was like all thumb injury or if he's like really on the the downside because he had said he wants to play into his 40s. So if he's going to play into his 40s, then he's expecting to age like Rodgers and Brady and those guys and he'll still be a 4,500 yard plus passer going forward and he's we're just over a you know year plus removed two seasons ago he was a top 10 quarterback in the NFL comfortably so I, I'm assuming that healthy Russ rejuvenated Russ is, is going to be more than enough uh, to win that game we have a little breaking news here pony at the end of the pod uh, Jerry Jones told reporters after Sunday Night Football Dak Prescott having surgery on his hand several weeks is the timetable Eagles just won the NFC East, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think – I, I told you I think Washington, because their schedule, can make the playoffs. Right. But I don't think they're as good as the Eagles. Danny, if you're them, you got to go find another quarterback, don't you? Well, yeah, man. I, I mean, mean, if I'm we're talking – if, if that's a – I'm just looking at it. If that's a, if that's a month to two-month injury, if, that's, if it's something like that, if it's like four to eight weeks – Bengals? They don't have because of the salary cap problems. They don't have the roster to win with a backup quarterback. I could not agree more. They um will be out a while, several weeks needing surgery. So let's let's use your timeline, right? So it's Bengals this week in Dallas, then back to back division games. Granted, against the bottom of the division, Giants and Washington. Gi- Giants and Washington. Mm-hmm. But then it's Rams and Eagles. So if it's if it's oh, a, they're done. If it's a five week injury, that's four games in conference. Um, and I know the yeah three division games and Bengals, Rams, and Eagles, which would all be losses without Dak. Maybe you split Washington and New York, right? Like so, if that's a five week injury, they're looking at four losses. Three of them in conference, two of them in division. They're done. They're done. Wow. Unless, that's a, unless that's a huge piece of news. I mean, unless Cooper Rush is like Tony Romo and he's another one of these guys that's just never gotten a chance. Okay. You know, well, now, but it's here, now it's not. Well, no, but hold on. On but on that note, because you have an owner who also doubles as the GM, and I think actually likes to be made right. I think he likes. I think he'd rather discover a guy like Dak Prescott and Tony Romo and get the credit for it than have somebody else build a Super Bowl winner for him. I really believe that. Well, I, I mean, we saw it with Barry Switzer and Jimmy Johnson, right? right. It's, just like, it's just like the personnel version of that coaching story. From so the maybe I'll go out and bring in another quarterback. Maybe he'll try to say, hey, you know, with the team we have with Rush, 
will be fine. But the coach is terrible. I think Moore is overrated as an offensive coordinator too. So I would right now, if I had to bet, say that Dallas is going to finish in last place with the news that we just got here. Yeah. I mean, I think it's that is a huge piece of news. Um, and Philly has to, I mean, man, that's like two wins. Oh, that is going to be wild. <laughs> two? That's, they're going to be talking about being the number one overall seed there. Yeah, you're right. Thursday, Chargers and Chiefs, and then we'll get into all the week two matchups for people. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the debut of Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, AFC West Hierarchy. Mahomes Herbert will be on with our instant reaction after it. Subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend. He's Andrew Philponi. I'm Danny Parkins, first and pod. Thanks to Spencer Ray. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 